0: Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Oluby Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you.
1: Today I'm going to be talking about the present day spiritual Noah's Ark. We need to understand, dearly beloved, that um, we're living in time like it's the end time. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. Now, in the time of Noah, I've already preached about this. There was a flood of water. But today, there's going to be a flood of the glory of God. And basically, that flood of the glory of God is going to raise up those that are in the ark and it's going to destroy those that are not inside the ark. Now this destruction is with qualification. You see the understanding of this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 15, it says on 1 Corinthians chapter 5, taken together, it says, Deliver him unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved. So we're not talking about the destruction of hellfire, primarily, we're just talking about the destruction of the flesh, premature Um, 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 physical death and stuff like that that would disqualify those people uh, the Bible says they will suffer loss says they will be saved yet so as by fire or you could say using this um, present analogy so, so as by the flood now the purpose of these prophetic messages is number one to let people know what God is doing and what Israel ought to do Majority of the church is ignorant of what God is doing. That is why God is raised up and is raising up the prophetic and apostolic ministries uh, typified by the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times and what Israel ought to do. In other words, they have an understanding of what is taking place prophetically at that point in time in history and then they can then tell the Israel or the church that this is what you ought to do in this time as I speak there is a spiritual Noah's Ark that has already been finished you know and if you look at the Noah's Ark in uh, Genesis chapter 7 in verse 7 it gives us the dimensions of the ark. Let's just go there very briefly. <clears throat> Genesis seven seven. This is prophetic teaching here. Uh, excuse me, not, not 7, seven. It's, um, excuse me, it's chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. Yes. And yes, we see in, aha, this is beautiful. Look at verse 13. 14 and 15 and possibly 16 it says and god said to noah the end of all flesh is come before me i just got a flash when i read that scripture just now god wants to put an end to all of the lusts of the flesh in the church the end of all flesh is going to destroy the lusts of the flesh you know that has plagued the church for millennia and centuries the, the destruction of all flesh the sin nature in the flesh is before god now god this the purpose of this ark and the flood that comes with it is to destroy bring an end to the sin nature in the flesh for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth, as those who are not in the ark. As God's judgment, the Bible says judgment was to begin at the house of God. I was talking to somebody yesterday and we were, you know, amongst many things we were talking about, we touched on the issue of what is going on in the world. You know, and he was telling me that, you know, even unbelievers who are not born again are having a great I don't know if the word I can use is anxiety, but people say, what is happening? Thank you, darling. Trepidation. You know, what is happening? What is happening? Everything we used to know before, and we just in a few years, everything is upside down. Now you don't know whether it's male or female. You don't know whether it's Q or M or... You know, it's it's, it's a very serious matter. You know, then, you know, if you look at on the political, geopolitical uh, arena, you know, you look at what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. uh, Recently, China began to flex their muscles and surrounded Taiwan and began to fire missiles. They didn't fire Taiwan, but they began to do military exercises they're keeping their, 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 their navy ships in the Strait of Taiwan, they because Taiwan is just a small island off the main um, uh, continent of China. So, by putting ships around Taiwan, you can block Taiwan from anything from international. And they're threatening, you know, and, and, and making all of, you know, other people, everybody's everybody's god have mercy on what is going to happen is there going to be you know and these are is this not world war ii you know when it was just conventional weapons guns and planes and bombs we're dealing now with nuclear powers russia is a nuclear power you know the ukrainians are beating them quite all right you know and are making progress but you know they're being pushed to the world and there's talk of you know they may just do something drastic The truth about the matter is this. If he does it, I don't believe he's going to because we're praying. But if he does it, there will be a retaliation. And in a nuclear exchange, there are no winners. People's, the Bible says, Jesus said it this way. He said, men's hearts are failing them for fear of what is coming on the earth. And it's because of this sin nature in man. That's why God said the end of all flesh before me, because the earth is filled with violence, and indeed it is. You hear of crimes that are, that don't make sense. And because it's demonically inspired, Is the reason, says, what Israel had understanding of the times, and what Israel, this is the reason for the ark and the flood. To put an end to all flesh. Not men lives now, but the sin nature in the flesh. So he now says to him in verse 14, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Everybody scream wood. I didn't hear you. Scream it. Wood. Wood is symbolic of men. Because the Bible says that, you know, uh, you know, the righteous man is like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. So where do you get wood from? Get it from trees. So he's talking about our our, our human nature. So, this is the physical ark that Noah built. But I'm giving you the spiritual interpretation. Today, there is an ark already, as I speak, you know, that's made of gopher wood. It's made of wood, of men. Rooms, you will make in the ark, and you will pitch it. That is, you will seal it. Within and without. Pitch was a type of... Um, uh, How how will I put it? It's like a kind of paint. They didn't have paint in those days, but it's something like that that causes the wood to stick together so that the boat will not leak, water will not enter. So it had to be painted, so to speak, to use today's expressions, within and without. This speaks of the people who form the ark who have the anointing the pitch there is a type of the holy spirit the, the the power of the holy spirit he has it within and without the within is for character the without is for power because if they don't have it within and without the ark will leak and then stop there <clears throat> he said and this is the fashion wherewith thou shall make it the length of the ark shall be 300 cubits the breadth of it, 50 cubits, the height of it, 30 cubits. All these figures are inspired because they have spiritual equivalents, spiritual meanings. It's one of the reasons why I'm very particular about the King James and how they preserved it. If you read the King James, it says you know, translated from the original tongues, they kept the meaning, they, they kept the figures. If you Read the modern translation; they will translate it into feet or inches, or they will translate into meters, and you lose the thirty, you lose the uh, three hundred, you lose all of that in the conversion. The conversion is not wrong; it's just that it, there's a spiritual there's a spiritual uh, reason why God gave those particular figures, and they, we have uh, uh, equivalents today. We're going to see that in just a minute. Let me finish reading this, <clears throat> and then he said. <clears throat> And a window I didn't hear you verse 16 everybody and a window thou shalt make to the ark in a cubit shalt thou finish it above and the door of the ark shall thou set in the side with the lower second and third stories shalt thou make it very elaborate instructions now you well, you can if you need to think a little bit you will notice that in those days, they didn't have the technology we have today. So this was have been a big assignment for Noah to do. But God gave him the wisdom. And he and his three sons. The other people didn't believe in what he was doing. So they had very little help. I'm sure probably they bought wood from people and things like that. Maybe they supplied them and made money. But, you know, they you, to, uh, maybe they, I don't know if they were able to hire a few workmen that came and just helped them to build it. It was a very uh, intricate complex uh, uh, um, assignment at that time for, for Noah to perform but God gave him the wisdom to do it and also you know you, you must realize that it it, it, it it took him a long time if I were told it took him you know years for him to build this ark it wasn't something he could build overnight it took him a long time to be able to build the ark you know but he he, he by the grace and the mercy of God uh, no obeyed god now i want us to look at the spiritual equivalence of these uh, uh, uh dimensions yes one other very important point i want to make which is wonderful is the fact that i i, I didn't know this before because i did not study um oceanography and 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 uh, and, and, and sailing i am told it's in the internet you can google it that it is this relative dimensions you have to have for a ship to be able to float. The, 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 the ratio of the length, the height, and the width must be in this proportion. If you want a boat like an ocean liner, you know, like, a, like today we have these, you know, big boats and all of that, it's in this proportion. It's that 30, 300, you know, and 50 across. If you do anything that is a little bit different from that, if you're not careful, the boat will sink. How did Noah know that? Only God knew. Give the Lord a clap offering. Talk about technology. You know, he gave them the right proportions, and they found, they've actually built these things just to test it. I and mean, the thing floats, just like our modern ships today, and they're built in that kind of proportion, you know, it may not necessarily be 30 but it will be that proportion the the height must be uh the the length must you know for a long ship must be three like 10 times the height and then the, the the one that is across will be about 50 meters so that the thing will float properly if you try and do something that's a little bit different you might get into trouble and you that's why you have boats capsizing and all of that now uh Now, I want you to bring the illustrations. First of all, bring the first one that shows the corporate Noah's Ark. Very good. We saw this last time, but I want to... This is an artist's impression of what the Ark must have looked like. And certainly it would have been something like this. You notice that there are three stories according to Genesis chapter 16, chapter 6, excuse me, at the bottom where, where the living things were. This is where the animals were kept. You know, the lions, the tigers, the elephants, the chickens, all kinds of animals. They were kept in the lower floor. Then in the upper floor, uh, the, the second floor, that's where Noah's sons and his wives, and their wives, that's where they, 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 they inhabited then at the top floor, you have Noah and his wife. So this gives you, this, this literal, this, you know, it must have looked something like this, you know. And you could, you, now let's, give me the second illustration. Yes, this is very important. Now we see the dimensions of the ark here. You see that the height of the ark is 30 cubits. The length of the ark is 300 cubits and the breadth, the width of the Ark is 50 cubits. These things have spiritual meanings. The 30 is 3 times 10, which represents the perfection of the commandment, which is what uh, um, you would have to have in order uh, for the Ark to be able to uh, float properly. 50 represents the Pentecostal anointing, so you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The commandment of God is the commandment of love. And then 300 is 30 times 10, which represents 30 is God's number for maturity. Jesus was 30 years old at maturity of the commandment where you are uh, uh, keeping the commandment with maturity. That is, you understand. You have a deeper understanding of the commandment of love, a mature complete and epignosis incidentally that's our daily rhema today exact knowledge you know it doesn't mean we know everything when we talk about exact knowledge it just means we have precise knowledge concerning that particular thing what is love love is using the wisdom of God which you get from the Word of God the compassion of God which you get from the fruit of the Holy Spirit and the power of God which you get from the life of God to do what God would do in every situation because it is God who defines love it is not love that defines God the one thing that has confused people over the ages you know oh if God is you know if God is love how can God do this and God do that who defines love is God who defines love I was uh I was preaching at oh, mommy this thing uh, on Saturday uh, or rather on Friday and I talked about hell why does God send people to hell? You know the answer? Love. Because of his love for the obedient, God has to incarcerate the disobedient in hell. The reason is love. If you don't understand love, you can't understand God. Do you understand that <laughs> this was being said to me today in my meditations? as I was praying in the spirit, preparing for the service. He said, look at the havoc. Honey, listen to this. Pastor G, listen to this. Look at the havoc that the spirit of a fallen angel who is not created in the image and likeness of God like us. Look at the havoc that he created By his rebellion. And look at, he said, look at the earth. Look at the geography. Look at the the Sahara Desert. Look at the climate. Look at, that's because of the spirits of these fallen angels. Look at the amount of havoc. And God was telling me this morning, he said, it's not limited to the earth. He said, move out to Mars. Move out to Jupiter. Move out to Venus. Do you know the atmosphere of Venus is sulfuric acid? Do you know God created all those planets to be inhabited? But in their present condition, they are not inhabited. And they became like that because of Satan's rebellion. In the beginning, God created in the heavens and the earth. And the earth became without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Then the Holy Ghost now spoke. So, What happened is that the original creation, in the beginning, God created, everybody say, in the beginning. God created the heavens. Everybody say, heavens. Plural. Not one heaven. We know that now. Because of our space probes. You know, when you say heavens, you're not not looking at our solar system alone. You're looking at our solar system. Then you're looking at our galaxy. Then you're looking at the universe. Let me correct that, we physics people. We're looking at the observable universe. There, is a, there are other there are things that we can't see. We know that now because there's something that's called dark energy. It's an energy, our, we, we can't measure it. We know its effect. I'll, I'll tell you something, you know, because I, I did physics and we, you know, we, we studied this in cosmology. They, did, they What I'm telling you now, was discovered just barely 100 years ago they used to think that the universe was static was one of the big mistakes Einstein made he said it's the biggest blunder of his life he, they because you know they always thought it was static but there was a man called Hubble an American scientist and they began to look at the stars and and the, and the galaxies C- cut a long story short they found out by observation that all the galaxies were moving fast. They were moving fast. And it's as if the thing doesn't stop. It's, they're moving, you know, at the speed of light in all directions. How did they know? I'll tell you how they knew. They used what is called the Doppler effect. You know, if a, a, a siren of, uh, of an ambulance or a fire brigade... If As it comes near you, it gets louder, you, you, you know, the frequency. As it goes farther away, the frequency drops. It's the same te- it's just. I'm keeping it simple. It's the same technique. By looking at the, at the, at the, at the um, um, electromagnetic signals that are coming from those planets, you see that the thing is dropping. The thing is moving faster and faster away. Yet, gravity tells us that if you throw a ball up, it will come down. So watch this. Gravity is an attractive force. How come gravity is not causing the things to clump, to, 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 to reduce their acceleration, and the thing is moving faster because there's another force inside. It's called dark energy. It's God. Are you listening to me? That's pushing the thing all over the hoop. Ah! The spirit of a fallen angel has caused a lot of that chaos. He said, what will happen if I have millions of men who are now, Lucifer and his people, who are not created in the image and likeness of God, they don't have the power we have. Imagine billions of us with the fallen nature, in rebellion. What Satan has done will be child's play. So God said, I will not allow that to happen. I put them in hell. That's the reason. The havoc, one human spirit. Imagine a human spirit like Adolf Hitler being free in the universe. The havoc he will create. That's the reason. So, love. We're talking about the maturity of love. And I, I can, I Olubi Johnson. I, yet not I, but the grace of God which is with me, I can testify that my understanding of love has grown. It's it's read this maturity now. I didn't have this before. I had a little of it, but not one. I used to say, love is doing what is best, which was not wrong, but it just was not complete. There are three components of love. This came by revelation. I didn't read this in a book. You know, it came by revelation, and it's all in the word of God. There's wisdom there is the compassion and there is the power it is when you understand that love that you get that 300 cubits the perfection of the love of God is not allowing that love which you now understand to c- come through spirit soul and body on a daily basis so it now governs your thinking it governs your emotions it governs your actions that's the perfection of the love of God that's the 30 and you cannot do those two things the maturity and the perfection without the Pentecostal anointing without tongues you cannot perfect love that's what that ark stands for now let's move to inside the ark
0: now this is very very important thank you for listening to this podcast We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons prophecies and articles available on our website sbcconline.org thank you and god bless you